Welcome to the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, the podcast that brings you practical advice, lessons, and stories from senior leaders and thought leaders from around the world. The Strategy and Leadership Podcast is brought to you by SME Strategy, working with organizations around the world to create and implement their strategic plans. To learn more, visit smestrategy.net. And now, your host, Anthony Taylor. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, folks, and people to today's episode of the Strategy and Leadership Podcast, where we interview amazing people from all over the world who are doing very cool things in strategy and leadership. And today, my guest is Amy Lynn Durham. Amy Lynn, how are you? Or Amy, sorry, I knew I was going to do that. One. <laughs> uh, how's it going today? It's going really good. It's Friday, and I'm excited about that because I've had a very uh, jam-packed week, so I'm ready to take some rest over the weekend. Cool. I got that. Yeah. Well, uh, so Amy is the uh, founder of Create Magic at Work. Amy, what keeps you busy on a day-to-day basis? Oh my gosh. So this week was podcasting and clients. Uh, some other weeks it's creating products. My company, Create Magic at Work, I designed it to bring heart and human connection to the workplace. And so inside the book, it has a lot of activities that a leader can just grab and do for the workplace. And then what I do is I design uh, activities that you can utilize that complement the, uh, I design tools that complement the activities in the book. I know what it's like to be a super busy leader. I was there. I was a corporate executive. I, I left that space to start Create Magic at Work. And so I try to design these tools and these quick things that you can just grab if you feel so busy that are already pre-made for you to do a team build or something like that to connect with your employees. Absolutely. So like going back from your, your previous experience and you've seen organizations, I imagine some organizations with magic, some organizations without magic, (laughs) you know, an organization with no magic, what does that look like? And why should our listeners care about, about that? So an organization with no magic would be where the employees feel completely burnt out all the time. There's no engagement. I think one of the biggest concerns in the workplace is the disengaged employee. What are we doing with our staff that is here and not working while they're here? (laughs) Right? That was always a huge concern for me when I was in that space. The second part of your question, if I remember it correctly, is more how can we create an engaged workplace and, and well, for me, and how can leaders step up and really take responsibility for the role that they've been given in cultivating this type of environment? So there's a lot that goes into what might seem woo-woo or doing these connecting activities. At the end of the day, if you are courageous and vulnerable enough to facilitate these activities with your team, you're going to increase your profitability, productivity, and it's going to be a win-win. Hmm, absolutely. Like one of the things, one of the things that I, like what I heard again, no magic, we're, we're looking at the world and whatever you call that. I do like the word, but um, without being woo woo, they're saying, Hey, you know, look, take a look at your team and say, Hey, are we, are they burnt out? Are they disengaged? Are they working? Are they not working? And what I really appreciate about your approach is you're like, Hey, 
do this. Like leaders love action. Leaders love to save time. They love to be able to put stuff in place. And it sounds like you've created a, a process, a framework, a structure for those leaders to basically take those conversations and whether the disengagement is a leader's fault or not is a whole other story, but to be able to move that forward. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So the number one reason why employees leave their job is they feel a lack of appreciation in the workplace. 79% in a recent study noted that. Pre-lockdown, Harvard Business Review did a research study, this is pre-pandemic, that found that loneliness and isolation in the workplace contributes to feelings of burnout, not necessarily workload at times. If you understand all the data and you're not a, a selectively data-driven executive, <laughs> so I've seen, I've seen it where they only want to look at the data that they want to see and not the whole picture. Wow, it's so cool. Like, how cool is that? That you can connect human beings, be really see the humanity in each other and improve your profitability and productivity. I always like to say, I wrote my little book of magic, <laughs> the Create Magic at Workbook, for the golf playing, beer drinking guys that I worked with. I was the only woman on the team and they were great guys. They had great hearts. They just haven't been afforded a system or an opportunity to try stuff like this. And I wrote it like step-by-step. Step. It's like so tight. Yeah. And I also, I'm going off on a tangent, but it's, I, I purposely make my tools with childlike feeling and play and magic and illustrations because when you let go of analyzing profit and loss statements or Excel spreadsheets all day or things like that, and you start doing these creative activities, you open up your brain to innovation, inspiration, creativity. I purposely had a scholastic editor edit my book. Remember those when you were a kid, those book fairs and stuff? And then um, the designer of my book is Chad Beckerman from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. So it's like it's like these little things I try to inject to make it fun in the workplace because the other side of my work is I'm a spiritual intelligence coach. I'm certified to coach in the 21 skills of SQ for the workplace. It's a faith neutral system. You can be atheist, you can be agnostic as long as you believe there's a place within you that comes from wisdom and compassion and love, and you can access that space and, and work on putting your ego aside, you can work on skill building in these 21 skills. Mm, absolutely. So uh, let's take a couple steps back. You mentioned, hey, I, I wanted to build this for the beer drinking golf executive, which is gender <laughs> neutral, by the way. <laughs> totally. Uh, what are some, like, you know, if I think of golf, you make minor adjustments, you know, and most people don't want to be told like, hey, here's how to play golf better. So how uh, do you approach those conversations? Like what are some things that you've practically done to have those conversations with executives when they think they're already doing great? And it's, you know, you're a certified coach through UC Berkeley. So I'm sure you've brought a lot of tools from there, but what are some of the, you know, two or three tips that you do when you're bringing up those conversations about self-reflection and about having those conversations? If they think they're already doing a good job, well, I mean, is I think most of the time, they, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, most of the yeah. time they already think they're doing a good job, right? Yeah. 
you're making me laugh because I think of uh, some leaders will hire consultants or trainers or individuals and they say, you know, fix my, we need our culture elevated or fix the team. You know, I'm not the problem. And to answer your question, the remedy is really for that leader to take a look in the mirror. And that's why I designed the two sides of my business. One is the deep inner work you would do as a leader. And that's through skill building with SQ. You get to SQ by way of EQ, emotional intelligence. It's a huge topic in the corporate workspace right now, right? SQ, EQ is the stepping stone to SQ. And then we all need to have fun and, and do some cool stuff. And so I created the Create Magic at Work connecting activities to do that. So, and they're easy. So it's not like you have to make this huge change as a leader to get something going. Can you know, you give maybe me, give us an example of, of one. Totally. So I have a, a journaling exercise that I do. It's called journaling with a twist and you can do it on zoom. You can do it in person. And basically you just pull, I authored a journal prompt card deck for the workplace. So you pull a card for your team and it has a theme and then it has an affirmation and two questions you can journal about. You rapid write the questions together as a team for five to 10 minutes and then you share your answers with the group and it sounds simple it's this is not <laughs> this is not like the 16 year old writing in her diary you know journaling actually improves immune function reduces stress this is a 10 minute activity we're talking maybe 15 to 20 that will improve connection with your team by default improve productivity profitability it's really cool um the rapid writing part of it actually ties to a skill with SQ, which is practicing accessing your higher self and putting your ego aside. So something that sounds simple and childlike really helps you skill build in operating from your higher self. And then you go out as a leader, you make more wise and compassionate decisions. You're more open, you're more aware of the interconnectedness of everyone, et cetera. Hey, sorry to interrupt. It's Anthony here again. I just wanted to let you know if you're enjoying today's episode, I'd love it if you could give us a review and a comment to let us know where you're listening from. It means a lot to us. It helps us with the algorithm. It also helps us get into the hands of more people so that we can keep bringing great guests onto the show. So please do that. Also, if you or your team are planning a strategic planning offsite coming up, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to see if we're a fit to facilitate, to support you and your team getting on the same page and getting clear about where you want to go. So you can visit smestrategy.net or click the link in the description. We'd appreciate both of those things. And now get us back to the episode. Yeah, I get that. So I'm, I'm going to say something that Amy, or Amy, or I'm sorry, keep, keep reading your name, Amy Linder. Uh, Amy already knows, and that's why she designed it. But if it's not aware that it, Amy, that doing these things, everything is intertwined very, very intentionally. So what I really liked is the idea of prompt and response. So as a facilitator, we don't do anything. I just ask you a bunch of questions. When we facilitate strategic planning, we just ask a bunch of questions. But what I think Amy does really, really well, and Amy, you'll probably say, yes, that is what I do really well, is that you give something that's finite enough and clear enough and specific enough in a little bite-sized package that is just like, I can do this one thing. I don't need to like contemplate the meaning of my own existence. What does it mean for me as a leader? It's, hey, like, answer this three, these three questions. Anybody can answer them, but it begins the process of self-reflection in a safe space that can 
begin for you to look in the space that you need to look at without it being like you're wrong and you're doing this badly. It's, hey, take a minute, look inside. Does this apply? How does this apply? And begin that process of EQ self-reflection, SQ self-reflection. Yeah, 100%. Totally. That's that's a huge part is you don't have to have this huge transformational moment in your life. You can do these small micro steps and it's it's a daily practice anyway even for someone that has had a crazy transformational moment in their life, right? I, we have to skill build in this stuff every day. And in SQ, you could be operating at like a level five, let's say on seeking guidance from your higher self and, and maybe something traumatic happens to you in your life and it kind of knocks you off your foundation and you start running to experts to tell you what to do and you forget to sit with your inner wisdom after taking that advice. Now you're back to level zero, giving away responsibility for making decisions uh, of your own life to someone else. And then, oh, let me, it's a daily practice skill build. How did I lose that? I got to get that back. So anyways, on that note though, I, I would love to pull I, on our topic. I have my deck of cards. I can pull a message for your listeners. It's like a message from the universe uh, for their work or for career, just so they can get a feel of what we're really talking about real time, real life. <laughs> I would love that. Before we do that, it's, I really want to touch on something that's super important is as a leader and somebody who's leading teams, it's so important to recognize it's a practice. Like you didn't get to CEO. You didn't get to see senior executive because a thing happened. It was the culmination of thousands, millions of little decisions. And then when you think of strategic planning, when you think of leadership implementation, you think of like, hey, we've got a three-year plan. It's not, hey, if I don't hit my, my plan in an hour or in a day or in a week, it's a failure. And the same thing with your own personal development and personal growth. You need to look at it in these little steps, little steps, little steps, little improvements in like a ladder to your growth. But if you commit to it, and you stay on the journey of it, you'll be amazed how far you come once you make the commitment. So Amy, I'll pass it back to you, but I just wanted to highlight that part. I'm really glad you did because I also, when you're talking about strategic planning and maybe missing a, a goal, I, I want to say like, not everything's linear. And what can you learn from mistakes and failures? And can you breed innovation through chaos? So those, those are some, some deeper questions to consider that kind of move leaders forward into the quantum leadership space, if you will. You learn, you learn your best lessons. I've learned my best lessons after getting kicked in the ass. And this week has yeah. been a tough, I've learned so many lessons this week and it's been amazing. Like I feel so much better, even though I'm like, oh, that went bad and that went bad and that went bad. But you don't learn from the successes, you learn from the failures. So um, it's a good week, I guess. Yeah. And, and look for what came from those mistakes. And, and that's what, that's part of being a wise and effective change agent as a leader. hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's good. I like that's today's a win, but uh, tell us, what are you going <laughs> to, what are you pulling out for us today? So this is recorded November 12th at it's, I don't know if it matters, 10, 20 Pacific. So at this moment in time, this is what the world wanted you to know. And then you can be like, oh, wow, that was really impactful. But Amy, I'll pass it back to you and cool. you just tell me what you need. This is just the journal exercise we were talking about. So it's just a live example. Let's say you're by yourself or you're with your coworkers or your friends. So this is for the listeners. <laughs> we got creativity. 
and the, and uh, the card says, I make time to daydream. This is so funny. This is what we were just talking about a little bit, like the creativity, the chaos, the mistakes. I make time to daydream and I let ideas take shape into my reality. And then some questions to think about for your work or career. What are three ways I can empower others? So by empowering others, we empower ourselves. And what can I do to bring a nurturing feeling to my workspace? Those are two questions that will help you create innovation and inspiration in the workplace. Because if you're constantly bogged down with your calendar and you don't make space to daydream and let ideas take shape into reality, you're going to be on the same trajectory that you're on right now instead of leveling up. I love that. Yeah. And so, you know, fun. <laughs> audience, thank you for that. Well, audience, you can, you know, uh, if you want to pause it, you can record this. You say, Hey, I listen to this podcast. Let's do this conversation as a team. Of course, exactly. reach out to Amy and get her to, uh, you know, get her book and, and do all that stuff. But it's such a great, it's a great practice. I curious how many of those cards are in your, in the deck? 33. 33. So, you yeah. know, if you did once at one, every two weeks, you'd have some left over in your team. I believe your team would be so much better for it. And that's, and so Amy, I'll ask you about how you see like team development in the future, but mm-hmm. it's so valuable. If you've got hundreds of employees, if you've got thousands of employees to be able to have them reflect on a question, any question, whether it's these ones or others, it's going to have something easy, repeatable, duplicatable, scalable, that is going to breathe uh, engagement and breathe just value and, and augmentation into your team. But Amy, what are you seeing out of the people that you work with after you work with them? What are some of the ahas, the epiphanies really? So our leaders and listeners can say, yeah, I want that for my team. Yeah. Well, if it's, if it's in regards to the activities, it's the connecting piece and how it ties to profitability and productivity, hundred percent. And Also, as a leader, it gives you insight. You know, we hear all these buzzwords and catchphrases (laughs) in the corporate world, like, what's your why? Know your why. Find your why. Or I need you to be a servant leader and, and different things like that. And what this does is it really helps you as a leader find out your team's why. Because it's asking these questions of your team that you might not have thought of that are really self-reflective. And when you create psychological safety for them to share that with you, wow, I didn't know Anthony's idea of of a nurturing feeling workspace was blasting heavy metal music and when his headphones and I'm going to support that now. I'm just like making something up, right? But now you know, and you can help create that space to move everyone forward. Uh, If we're talking about one-on-one work with the SQ assessment and experience that I offer, that is the strengths that come about from that. I just had a client that their superpower was, oh my gosh, did you know that you, when you, you have an uncanny ability to operate from your higher self in most instances? And did you know that when you do that, other people around you will elevate to operating from their higher self as well? Or, oh my gosh, did you know that you have these abilities of being a wise and effective change agent? Did you know you're exhibiting these qualities? Wow, you can really harness this in business and make some substantial changes. So those are some great results that that come from the one-on-one work with clients. I love that. And so going, so talking about the one-on-one work, the leaders, I don't know if you know this, but it's amazing what other people see in you. Like 
by and large, other people have a higher view of yourself than you do, because most leaders are like, I'm not good enough. I could accomplish more. But when you have somebody else kind of validate and see what they don't see, it will take them to another higher plane. Um, and then that psychological safety. I'm really big on that um, because mm-hmm. otherwise teams can't work forward. OK, if we still have yeah. people who <laughs> might be worried, this is too woo woo. Amy, what did you do for work before this? Like, what was your role when you were like, uh, like, what did you do for business in terms of, actually, I'll tell you, it says director of sales, regional sales manager, you used to make money, you used to like bring the dough in, you're big on sales, right? Yeah. So just to give you the scale of the business I managed, I, I managed $38 million a year in operating income. And I had a team of over 400 employees and I ran um, the Bay Area, Silicon Valley in California, all the way down to the middle of, of California, which is probably like, I don't know, five or six East Coast states. My, my counterparts were always in multiple states and I was in, you know, Northern California and I was in the toughest area. You know, we did a lot of crisis management too. There are a lot of armed robberies in addition to staffing, constantly recruiting, hiring, and really trying to achieve these goals and goals and answer to our shareholders. And the final year in my job, I planned on leaving it because I wanted to go on this journey. My creativity was being stifled in the workplace, but I didn't, I was in a cutthroat competitive environment and I know how to compete in that. And what I didn't want anyone to say was that I got iced out or I couldn't hack it, which I don't know that that's an ego thing, right? I'm an SQ coach, but I'm still human. (laughs) And uh, what I did was I started doing all these connecting activities with my team to prove that EQ and SQ skill building wins over pitting people against each other and unhealthy competition. And I really wanted to mic drop it when I left, like this stuff works. I hit my financial goals and oh, by the way, my team is the strongest team uh, in the country. And I feel like I really achieved that. Yeah. I love that. And and I highlight, I highlight that because again, some people hear this, like the culture stuff, the people stuff, especially in the context of like, Hey, we're trying to solve a problem with like the great resignation or people or culture. And some people who see the soft stuff as soft stuff, like don't, don't get it twisted folks. Like this is, this is money. This is business. Like it's people and it's business and you got to have them both and ignore it at your peril. You might think it's small, but like, this is the key. Like Amy's giving you the key, giving you the tools to be able to unlock a level of performance. So I highly recommend you connect with her. I'm just, I'm so about it. Like I get it and I see you. So I'm with it. And that's why I want people to be like, Hey, what's up? Uh, Amy, where can people get your book? Where can they connect with you? Where can they learn more about uh, what you're doing? So I love when people connect with me on LinkedIn under Amy Lynn Durham. I provide a ton of free resources on there, team activities you can utilize. The other way is at createmagicatwork.net.net. So if you want to do the SQ experience with me or get any of the tools that I author for the workplace, just go to createmagicatwork.net. And of course, they're on Amazon as well, but I like sending personal things out to everyone. Too, I so I love that. Amy, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. It was a blast. And I'm so looking forward to like staying connected in the future. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I hope we sent some magic to everyone. I believe it. So folks, as you're listening, you know, really, I, I'm, I just, we met Amy today and I'm just so hype about what she does because I'm so clear of the connection. And again, if you're trying to grow your business, you're trying to scale your business, you know, 10 to 20, 20 to 50, 50 to 100, 100, 200, 200 to a billion, this is it. 
and it's simple and it's clear. And I highly encourage you to take the next step, like a little step in the right direction. We'll get you there. But in the meantime, share this podcast with your friends, like it, rate us on five stars on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to it, follow us on YouTube. And I'd love to hear your comments on what did you take away from today? So my guest today, Amy Lindurham, who is the founder of Create Magic at Work. Amy, thank you again. It's been a blast. This has been the Strategy and Leadership Podcast. My name is Anthony Taylor, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Before you go, I wanted to make sure that you knew about our signature course that will help you better align your team and get them bought into your strategic plan. It's presented really simply that whether you're a seasoned veteran or brand new to strategic planning, it'll help you better understand it, it'll help your team think more strategically, and it'll help you better prioritize and set goals. Ultimately, it's going to give you a plan that you can execute successfully. You have no idea how many plans that I see that look good, but are missing key components to make them successful. And we cover all of those missteps in the course. On top of all the video training, you'll get access to all of our workbooks and access to our knowledge base and community. The course is only $4.95 and you can get instant access to all of the videos. Plus you can use the code podcast for $100 off. Course comes with a 100% money back guarantee. If you don't get value from the course, let us know and we'll give you all of your money back. So go to smestrategy.net slash course, use the code podcast for $100 off. And I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to support you and your team in getting alignment and moving your strategic plan forward. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time.